Welcome to the Lucatino Show, where we can learn to reimagine our lifestyle. Hi, welcome to Reimagine Your Lifestyle. As you know, we bring the most amazing people from around the world on this show to help us reimagine and think how we live our lives. Today, there's so much of information about what to eat, what not to eat, how to meditate, <laughs> whether we should meditate, and all of these different things. And I've known Vidya for a very long time now, and it's a, it's an honor to have you on the show. Oh, thank you for having me on the show. And I have to say, I've known Luke for a while now, and uh, I've learned a lot from you. Thank you for impacting my life the way you have. You and Shimpli and your team have just been wonderful. I can't stop uh, <laughs> suggesting that people just come to you, spend a little time with you because, you know, not only are you uh, so knowledgeable, but you're so generous and also compassionate. I think that's so important, you know, because it's not just about giving you a diet and telling you this is the right path to nutrition. I think you've been amazing. Oh, thank you, Vidya. That means a lot. And the reason why we have you on our show today is because you've inspired us. Thank you know you. what you taught our team? Humility. Because I know Shimpli has been with you for the longest time as well. And she's like, we, we handle a lot of patients and a lot of different kinds of patients as well. So we also deal with very nice people and we deal with attitudes. <laughs> and I think the message that came across to all of our team was humility. And if someone like you can have it, okay, everyone can. So thank wow. you for that. And this morning, I was like, thank you know, I, I knew what I wanted to ask you on the show. But I was like, let me reach out to my audience because we have a really nice audience. Right. And I said, let me see what they want to know. Mm -hmm. And 80% of the questions are, we want to know how does she man maintain her confidence and grace? Wow. And I think, I think I echo that because every time I've met you, where I've seen you, I'm not really someone who watches too many movies and stuff like that. But there's an elegance, there's grace, and there's confidence. And I know people who can fake it, and I know people who are genuine. <laughs> so I think a lot of people were like, you know, straight up, how is she so confident and graceful? Wow. So I think we can dive straight into the conversation, yeah. <laughs> starting with that. Well, firstly, thank you for the compliment. Um, it is a lovely compliment, but honestly, I just think that uh, I I'll have to think of... You know, this answer, I, I don't think I've been asked this question in exactly this way before. I think it's a combination of things. I think it's been, um, it's the way I've been brought up. Mm -hmm. You know, where um, we're two girls. Our parents brought us up to believe that the world is our oyster. And if you do your best, the results are bound to follow. Mm -hmm. uh, the timelines are not within um, you know, uh, your control, but the results will follow and that everyone's a human being and doesn't matter what they do. There is, you know, um, only if you respect yourself, will you respect others. So if you disrespect someone, you have to realize that you're actually disrespecting yourself. So, you know, I, I think a I think it's a combination of these things. But importantly, when it comes to Confidence, I don't think we were ever compared with each other mm -hmm. or compared with anyone else. We were just told that, um, you know, you can be, and not in so many words, you know, obviously I'm able to articulate it like this today to you. Um, also because as, you know, one has heard things and realized that, oh, this is what my parents were trying to say over the years. But basically saying you do your best and God will do the rest. 
and therefore there is no need for you to be like anyone else. There is no one else like you either. You know, there is just one of you in the world. I think the confidence comes from that. The confidence also comes from knowing that irrespective of whether I succeed or fail, there are these people who will always stand by me, who will love me unconditionally, who are not here to bring me down or pull me down. Uh, you know, when I need a shoulder to cry on, they're there. They're also there to rejoice and applaud. I think that you know, gives me a great deal of confidence. And I think I'm someone uh, who prays a lot. That's something I get from my mother. Mm -hmm. um, she, you know, for her, gratitude is a way of life. You know, Luke, while growing up, she would tell us that we must uh, also give gratitude for the people who built these roads. Uh, we must give gratitude to the people who are building bridges because look at it, they're braving the odds whether you know it's summer the hot summer or the rainy season they're out there doing their bit and when we're walking that road we don't even realize it so i think at that point i used to think you know how dramatic i'll be very honest <laughs> with you i'd be like you know how are they going to even know that as a kid you don't realize yeah. that i would think that how how will they even know that i feel grateful to them um she, she would tell us uh, that you must give gratitude for people on the front lines. And I would find all this bizarre. But as I started growing up, I realized the value of that. And I think experiences make you realize that. And I'm so grateful for that lesson. You know, I give gratitude for everything. And when you give gratitude for everything, you know that maybe today is not a great day, but tomorrow is another day. And that also gives you confidence that nothing is permanent. Neither the good nor the bad or the not so good, you know. So I think I've just... <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely uh, right. I want to pick on, pick on a couple of things that you said about comparison. Mm. I mean, the moment someone starts to compare, they're inadequate. Yeah. Already. Yeah. Inadequate. I like what you said about that because that explains how confidence can actually come up. Yeah. I just had the honor of meeting your mom outside. Right. And yeah, you can make out her energy is all about like positivity right. and gratitude. Also about the gratitude part, I I was going to talk about prayer and faith, but I think it's come out already in a way where gratitude is kind of an energy now. Yeah. Because when we were kids and even our parents kept telling us, be grateful and we were like, well, what is this gratitude yeah, yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you realize it's, a, it's, an, it's the energy. It's how we think. If we have a grateful thought, it creates a kind of energy and that's why we feel so good about yeah. it. Yeah. And the universe then gives you more reasons to be yeah. grateful for. You know, right. it could be about she would always say, give gratitude for the food on your plate. And I'd be like, you know, I also went to a convent and there also you'd be told these things. And while growing up, you're just like, oh, there's yummy food in front of me. I want to get to it. I want to finish that. I don't want to go do something else. But as you grow up, these, uh, honestly, when you're a child, even when you don't follow it through, these things stay with you. And more importantly, as you grow up and go out into the world, I think that's where it matters. Mm -hmm. You know, as long as the seeds are there. Right. You spoke about prayer. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of this belief system that I've learned along the journey that when we get something, we're grateful. Yeah. Okay. That's called gratitude. We give thanks because we're grateful. Yeah. Now, when we want something and we've not yet got it in between our desire and the time we get it or we don't get it, that's life. You can get it or you don't get it, is faith. Mm. 
That's what gets us through, yeah. you know, knowing about that. You speak about prayer. Tell me about that. Are you a religious person? Are you a spiritual person? How does faith play a role in your life? I honestly don't know how to answer that. But I am someone who prays a lot. I'm not someone who, as a kid, of course, you pray that, you know, oh, I hope these questions <laughs> show <laughs> yeah. up in the, uh, the, exams, in the yeah. exams, you know, because I know these answers really well. I hope I get so many marks. I hope, you know, it was about, I hope my parents give me this. It was about all of that, right? But I think today prayer is more about gratitude. I think yeah. my understanding of prayer, my relationship with God has changed and I'd like to believe has evolved over the years. Mm -hmm. It's previously God was something that was external to me. So I'm someone who, um, my mother visits the temple regularly. My father doesn't regularly, but he's also a believer. Um, so he, he would go on special occasions and things like that or on specific days of the week because he was obviously working. Um, but um, I think that became a... That became second nature that, you know, you go, um, you go to the temple. I, I would go to the temple every day. I would go to the temple and pray for things that I wanted. Mm -hmm. Then I think it was around, um, I think it was around 2000 when I joined the movies. Uh, I got my first break in Malayalam cinema. And uh, after shooting for about um, two weeks for the film, the film got shelved. And okay. it was like the carrot had been dangled in front of you and then had been snatched away and mm -hmm. that heartbreak was unfathomable because first I, I don't come from a film family we knew no one and I've always wanted to be an actor since the age of eight and a half when I saw Madhuri Dikshit and Ekdotin first and now this had almost come to fruition and then it didn't you mm -hmm. know so I think the shock of that was immense and that's when I think I stopped asking Initially out of anger with God because he did not give me, he or she mm -hmm. did not give me what I wanted. But then to realize when things started taking uh, a turn in the direction of what I saw as even better for me. You know, today I realized that it was for my higher good. Then that's when I started saying, okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. At the end of every day, I, I always give thanks for the day it has been even if it's been not a good day even if it's been a, a day when i've you know not been happy with myself i feel like i've not given it my best maybe i've had friction with some people in my life mm -hmm. maybe i'm just you know angsty maybe even then i always give gratitude so i think my from asking it changed to giving gratitude around 2000 and I think it's been wonderful there for now. Uh, also around uh, 2011, I started working with a healer. And that has been life-changing, mm -hmm. Luke. I think because, you know, um, and when I talk about healing, people ask me, what mode of, mode of healing is it? Is it Reiki? Is it pranic healing? It's what I do, uh, what I do with my healer is more, to un understand it more simply, it's like therapy. Mm -hmm. I speak to her from wherever I am in the world, whatever my state of mind. You know, there are days when everything seems to be going perfectly, but I want to reach out to her because I know there's something that's unsettling me, that's about to, you know, there is, there is something playing in the back of my mind, which is 
making me a little uncomfortable, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And sometimes on good days, I call her whenever. She gives me various tools to recalibrate or to uh, change the way I'm thinking. And I think when you begin to change the way you think, then you begin to see things. You have a different perspective on things. So all of this, I think, has really helped me. But I think uh, I, I was talking about how my relationship with God has changed over time. For me, it was something external, right? Because I went to the temple. I'd go to the church because I, I went to a convent. Uh, I'd go to any place of worship, a Gurdwara, if they let me into a mosque, I'd go into a mosque, you know. But slowly I started realizing that what we're doing is seeking on the outside. The destination is really within. Yeah. To realize that there is a God in each one of us, that each one of us, that, that there is a God in each one of us. And you know, then I think it becomes easier to be kind to yourself. You know, that's been a journey. Um, that, that, so, that also, that confidence that we were speaking about a little while ago also comes from being kind to yourself, from knowing that I'm not perfect. But it's okay. Right. I'm putting my best foot forward today. The best that I can do today. It may not be the best, you know, in absolute terms, but just... I think kindness for oneself, because we all talk about being kind to others, but I think we often forget about being kind to ourselves. I, I feel especially as women, Luke, you know, I just feel we're very, very hard on ourselves. No, thanks for bringing up this point, Vidya, because it makes absolute sense, you know. I want to go back to the part where you spoke about gratitude. Yeah. That is a form of prayer, and you now thanking in advance. that Even yeah. if you had a bad day, yeah. but you're grateful. That's yeah. faith. Mm. You're giving thanks in advance because you have faith that, hey, yeah. it can change. It can get yeah. better. No, that's beautiful. That's very powerful because faith is very misunderstood. Right. You know, people say, oh, I have faith. But they try to do God's work or the yeah. universe's work by micromanaging. I also like what you spoke about going within because you are right. Since you went to a convent, uh, I'll take a phrase out of the Bible, uh, which says, be still. And know that I am God. Mm. Now, a lot of people have different perspectives of this. Oh, ego is saying, no, it just means that whenever you're still, you start looking and feeling yeah. within, within and your answers are there. You're either being too unkind to yourself, yeah. you're beating yourself down, or you're allowing other people's opinions right. to form your own way of mm. belief and, and feeling and stuff. And life, you know? Yeah. Who you should be, what you should be doing, how you should be feeling, what you should be saying, all of this are often guided by what we think others expect of us, right? Because we know, we feel that everyone else knows better. Right. Yeah. But I, I think that's, if I had to tell people one thing, um, I, I've been in this business for long enough and lots of people ask me, especially young aspiring actors, you know, what is the one thing that you tell, you'll tell us? What is the one piece of advice? And I always say that, you know, you have all the answers. Mm -hmm. No one knows better. <laughs> Yeah. Just start looking within. Yeah, you have to yeah. just, but that's so tough. To trust yourself is so tough. But you've actually left us with a beautiful life lesson, which I want to extract from your conversation about the time where you wanted that first movie to work out yeah. so bad. And then you said, okay, I'm going to stop asking for it. Yeah. 
but you actually said that it didn't work out and something better happened. Absolutely. Which I think is a lesson for all of us to learn that sometimes we don't always get what we want yeah. because there is something better for us. Mm -hmm. But you, you kept the faith and you moved on. Yeah. If you had given up, like a lot of people give up when the first time they hit the ground, they've lost opportunities of what could open. Right. So, so thanks for that lesson. I want to go back to the part of confidence again. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, like a lot of people say on social media, you know, everyone gets trolled, yeah. whether you're good, bad, you're famous, you're rich, whatever it is, whatever it is. We also understand it's a psychological issue of most people and we shouldn't take these things personally. But of course, I mean, anyone who says trolls don't affect me is lying about it because mm -hmm. there's a psychology behind it. I'm going through 500 comments of amazing, great work, you changed my life. And then you then see one, one, one negative. But I'll tell you why the mind has to focus on it. It's survival. Mm. Our mind sees it as a threat. Anything that the human mind sees as a threat, it's going to focus on. Right. Now, it doesn't know whether the threat's a lion, a tiger, or a stupid mm -hmm. comment. Mm -hmm. Right? But that's how our minds focus on it because we're threatened. You know, we start getting angry. Latch onto it. Cortisol goes up. Blood pressure goes up. It's survival. But the more we feed it, that determines how we're going to feel yeah. for the longest time. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, like most people want to ask, how do you manage this? Because you've overcome so much. You know, being a confident person has its benefits for you, but it also brings out envy in so many other people. Right. Who Some people have everything, but they're insecure. Right. And all through a lifetime, they're pulling down one another. Mm. But you've maintained your dignity, your poise, your elegance, your grace. How do you manage negativity? I'm not just going to focus on the trolls. I'm just going to talk about negativity in general wherever you may face it in life. And do you face a lot of it? Oh, of course. Thankfully, I'd say I'm very, very blessed too. I don't face a lot of it. Mm -hmm. But also because I've learned to protect myself over time. For example, I will not read comments on social media. Mm, right. You know, for a while I had disabled comments. Okay. Now it's, you know, of course people can comment, but I very rarely go through right. comments. Very, very, very rarely. Not because of anything else, because that one comment will stick. Yeah. And I don't want that to. It's like astrology, you know. I know it's a science. Yeah. But I don't go to astrologers because if that person says one thing that, you know, you're going to go through a tough time <laughs> or this is not going to work out, you're going to latch on to that. Yeah. And I feel it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You can manifest it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that's something I don't do. And I don't read uh, the newspapers. Mm -hmm. um, not entertainment news and not news. Otherwise, now I'm consuming it on the phone obviously and um, yeah that's how I protect myself but generally how do I protect myself from negativity um, if if I feel in my interaction with someone that I'm not feeling very comfortable that that person is um, being you know is trying to pull me down or then I keep a distance mm -hmm. that choice is mine I can't change you. I can't change the way you react. Yeah. But I can change how I respond. True. You know, so, yeah. but that's come through, um, you know, years of agonizing. And because uh, I've been criticized a lot, especially for my body. Mm -hmm. And it's not been easy. Mm -hmm. You know, I've spent a lifetime hating my body. And it's only now that I've spoken to you about this before. And it's, I'm so grateful to be in a place where I'm accepting of my body the way it is on a day-to-day -day basis. Not to say I don't have some bad days and I don't want to be, 
Barbie. <laughs> but, but you know, on most days, I think I've come such a long way. Yeah. And therefore, I will not let, for example, when someone uh, tells me that, oh, you shed weight. I don't say thank you. Yeah. And not, I just smile. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to feed any conversation about my body. Right. Whether yeah. you put on weight, lost weight, it's no one else's business. You know, uh, I just think that, so I've learned to keep a distance from things that I'm also a very private person. I'm not very social. So outside of work, I'm just with family. You know, mm -hmm. I have very few friends. They're not even in the country. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy for me to maintain my sanity like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there was another thought that flitted through my mind. But now I'm, I've lost track of it. But I just think it's, it's that you decide. And, you know, also through my healing journey, I've realized that um, how you react to me is a reflection of you. Exactly. Yeah. It's not, uh, it yeah. does not have to do with me at all. You know, it's a tough realization. It still angers me. I've, um, it, it still upsets me. Like yesterday, I will, I will share this with you that I was getting a body massage done and this woman tells me, Weight put on kar liya, kya? And you know, yeah. one tongue happened because firstly, it's a very intimate space. Yeah. I've trusted you to, exactly. do, yeah. to get my body massage done. And I'm not here for you to sit mm -hmm. and judge my body. I'm here so that, you know, you um, actually calm my nerves, yeah. like make me feel better. It really, so I told her, I said... Uh, yeah. You know, when I came out, I was distraught. I will not deny it. Because not about the fact that she said, you've, maybe you've put on weight. The fact that why did she say, yeah. you know, what gives her the authority or the, the, the right to say something like that to me? That's what bothers me. Yeah. You know, but I came out. I will not deny to you that I... I, when I saw Siddharth, I actually cried for a bit. I was like, you know, why do people have to, why did she have to say this to me? Yeah. I'm feeling very good. And that's not going to change. But the point is that it's insensitive. But yesterday was a day when I was tired. And it's human. These things can happen. But I'm saying, even for me, someone who seems, who I'd like to believe is, so confident there can be days when someone gets to you and that's absolutely human and normal but to get it out of your system i think is important i think you're you're gonna you're being too kind over here i'm gonna break it down into a little <laughs> bit of not counseling as such but going back to your words you know people behave it's a reflection of their yeah. own reality yeah. now why would she do that okay why would she do that she wants to feel better about herself yeah, okay I she's guess. a misuse yes there's art in what you do you know, we're not being disrespectful about the work that people do. But the only time a woman will make that comment comes from a space of insecurity yeah. that, hey, I'm better than you in yeah. something. Mm, mm, That's mm. where it comes from. Yeah. You know, sometimes you'll see, fit, and this, this, is a, this is something I want to talk about today as well, that a lot of body shaming happens. It's not a man or a woman thing. Men can be, I'll say, men can be dogs and be insensitive and say it up on your front, hey, your face. But women can body shame at every level below the belt with sarcasm in the kindest way possible. And it comes from a space of insecurity. You yes. know that, hey, I am better than you in some way. Or I'm richer than you in some way, but I'll put you down this way because, hey, 
I got I got something to win against you, right. and that's where it comes from. No, no, absolutely, I get that, you know. And but on a day like yesterday, mm-hmm. I just couldn't wrap my head around it because yeah. I've had a very hectic week. I was exhausted. I was looking forward to this massage, and within the first ten minutes, this happened. Yeah, you know, and then I just I couldn't relax, Luke. Yeah. And therefore, I think when I came out and I met Siddharth, I think that pent up. whatever you know also she must have released something it just came out it's yeah. uh, it is a reflection of, on yeah there's her. no reason for her to say it why what does she get out of it no, think no, about I, it it's only for herself yeah absolutely yeah. but i think it's just i i know these things yeah but on a day like yesterday i think you just sometimes succumb and but vidya i think i do believe you're that you're that powerful voice in our country that can probably start to dent the system right. of body shaming i'll tell you why it doesn't exist it exists all over the world but not the way it exists in our country right and because there's stereotyping of bollywood and expectations but when i was going through my comments today of all the questions right everyone said one thing okay whatever health advice you ask her don't give her a diet plan we don't want her to lose weight <laughs> because that's her right that's her with her curves and everything else so you see there are people who look and then there are the wrong people yeah 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 becomes difficult not to focus on the wrong people but i i do want to go back to the point that you spoke about women again mm-hmm. that the amount of stuff that women yeah. have to go through yeah on body shaming or whether it's success and careers and stuff i believe you can be that voice and that's exactly this is one of the reasons i i have you on my show to be that voice i believe all of us are given gifts you have a gift to act that's why you're a successful actress but with that has come immense power to empower other people who watch and take away your message because right. you're sincere you put yourself out there with confidence and people look up to you they look up to you abs- absolutely look up to you so my point is when it comes to women what do you see that's going wrong how can women start to reclaim their power without having to overdo feminism and without having to overdo the entire system because you've done that you don't appear to be a strong feminist you're very humble down to earth like you said not social and the time i've spent to you i feel that energy how do we empower how do you how would you want to empower women out there i'm talking about young girls i'm talking about 20s 30s 40s 60s and 70s because i have still 60 year old women who like I can't accept my face. Can I still do Botox at this age? Yeah. And the point is, they're not happy, and their husbands are. We love you the way you are. Yeah. The point is, I'm not judging them, but they have their own trauma going on that has made them think that the only way to be accepted is if they look a particular way. Right. So you've overcome this. You're still struggling. I love your honesty that you are, and I don't see how and why you should not be triggered off. Okay. I don't think we're saints. I don't think we're like we can sweep yeah. it under the carpet <laughs> and act. If it triggered you, of course it yes. triggered you. And there's nothing wrong in that. How would we? How would you empower people? What's that message you want to send out to people? You know, firstly, I think Luke. I feel like the only cause I've been espousing all these years is me. Mm-hmm. Empowerment is a very personal journey. You know, I I don't. I'm under no delusion that I'm in a position where I can empower anyone else because empowerment has to happen from, from within. But yes, if anything I say resonates with someone and it impacts yeah, someone, yeah, your journey. Them, it yeah, may resonate yeah. with a lot of people. Yeah, your yeah. journey. I just feel that you know, a little while ago, you spoke about how women can be very sarcastic and nasty and body shame other women. Yeah. I think that's because our primary um, port of identity 
has been our body. Mm. For a woman, you're seen as a body primarily. As a man, you're seen as a provider, you're seen for your achievements. So I think, you know, um, a woman derives a large part of her identity from the men in her life. Whose daughter, whose sister, whose wife, whose mother. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I think um, also women have identified themselves as bodies. Mm-hmm. So, I like you're always in competition with other women for the attention of the man. The man. Okay. So, you focus a lot on appearance. Mm-hmm. Right? And therefore, I think that programming is so deep-rooted that we are going to have to really work very hard. I think it's going to take a few decades before we're able to shake it off completely. I think because we've just started stepping out and how, you know, we've started having careers and we're professionals and all of that. But that's not still our primary identity. Our primary identity is still derived from the body. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think you're so... Like women are very wired about how they're looking. They want to constantly look younger and younger. You know, uh, like you said, a 16-year-old girl mm-hmm. wanting to go through Botox is... Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> that's unfathomable. Why? You mm-hmm. know, I know some really beautiful women who are going and fixing their faces and I'm saying to each his own. Yeah. There's no judgment here. But I'm saying, why you're beautiful? What are you trying to fix? I think... I, I think it's just this, you know, they're wanting to, that 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 primitive uh, way of thinking hasn't changed yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you that know? kind of makes sense. And of course, there could be voids in people's lives where they've been, they've gone through bad relationships, where they've been body shamed, and all of a sudden they believe the only way to be loved or accepted yeah. is through having a great body or being a particular size. Absolutely, that that's your ticket, right? Mm-hmm. But even when you're growing up, what is the focus? You mm-hmm. be, you know, you have to look your best to get the best groom. That was the purpose of your life. So even mm-hmm. though there's far more meaning and purpose to our lives mm-hmm. now, we've not been able to shed that yet. Mm-hmm. We're still very, we're still holding on to, it's like, you know, uh, I, I love how so many working women, women who are, who have flourishing careers, who are earning really well, will still say, you know, but I hand over the check to my husband. Because money has to be controlled by the man. Mm. You know, these are very telling things. Why does money have to be controlled by the man? Because money is power. And you don't want the man to feel threatened in any way. Because that's the status quo, right? If you topple that, you don't know who you will also be. You don't know who you will be if you had that money power. Uh, that is true. I know a lot of men who are so insecure when their wives or partners are earning more than them. They can't take it. They actually have complete breakups of marriages yeah. because of that loss of power. Just because the woman is earning more than men. Yeah, there's a lot of change that has to happen. And women have also not been able to come to terms with that. You know, I'm telling you, I have friends who are like, no, we have a joint account. You know, I don't know anything about money. Why, why don't you know anything? about money you're you know you're doing so well you're earning so well why will you not know how much you have in the bank how much you're investing where you're investing you know why are financial calls not your calls Mm -hmm. 
you don't want to take that responsibility because you've been taught that you know yeah. <laughs> the man controls everything and that's how it should be that's what's safe for you mhm yeah similarly it's safe for you not to age because if you age the man will go looking somewhere else these these things are today we are sitting here and you know it, it's unbelievable that we still think like that most times we are not even aware on the face of it everyone is saying you know i'm a modern woman and i'm thinking if you're doing it for yourself by all means do it yeah but if whatever it is absolutely yeah. i'm saying don't do it for anyone else yeah i agree with you on that absolutely like you know yeah. i i have to here mention luke i feel so fortunate to be with someone who's who thinks the best of me every day you know except maybe when we fight but <laughs> but you know what i mean yeah. he has never expected me to be anything that i'm not just like i have not expected him but there is you know obviously there is a premium on a man not expecting you to change because that's that's always been the way things have worked so right? a lot of your strength comes from that yeah absolutely a lot of my strength i think um comes from my husband mm-hmm. and my father and my brother in law kedar who you yeah. know my sister's husband mm-hmm. he's been in our lives for long now and i i'm amazed i think we're very blessed to have men in our lives who just let us be you know that's powerful yeah, yeah and um i think honestly the modern man is really trying but this conditioning does come in the way sometimes no so, so do you think a small I, i'm sorry to interrupt uh do you think a message going out to young girls who are dating or about to get into marriages these are things that they really need to see as red flags and make decisions you know before we they may be in love like everyone yeah. is usually it's a chemical thing at first yeah. but the point is these are red flags which people have to be educated on because i still have issues my worst cancer patients are women er positive breast going through in law issues even at 65 and the point is i try to teach other people that hey these are real issues you may be in love right now mm. but if you are already having in law issues do you think it's necessary that you really need to get married yeah. especially if your man is not going to support you and is going to support the mum right through what's the point think about it because yeah. we see the disasters that happen not just emotionally but today at a physical level oh absolutely i think um i think i know you're also of the few points that all that we go through physically is a manifestation of how we feel our emotions right yeah, yeah absolutely and i think um, we all need to have these conversations yeah. before we decide to get married mm-hmm. you know uh, like do you want children yeah uh what about these days i think it's very important also to figure out whether you want to change your surname uh if it's an interfaith marriage then what faith will the child be brought up and in and will you also want to change your gender maybe now yeah like, yeah yeah need to, to ask those questions as well yeah and you know just yeah. like who uh is in charge of the money hmm you know best would be if you're in charge of your money i'm in charge of my money that's yeah. how it should work but i i feel that uh i remember years ago one of her neighbors had told me this lady had been uh, a teacher yeah she she uh, she she was a teacher in a school forever the man was retired um 
he had been I, I don't know what he was he was in a corporate job I think and uh, then he had retired and then she was retiring now and after she retired around the time that she was retiring he asked her to sign on a check for something that had been the practice forever and this time around she turned to him and she said what is this check you're asking me to sign and I remember you know these are things that you know you hear this chatter as a child your mother speaking to someone else to a neighbor about this and you're thinking what is the issue at that time you don't understand later it occurs to you that I, I heard that that man was really upset that suddenly he felt that because he was retired the woman did not respect him because now she was asking him what is this check you're getting me to sign but these are real issues yeah. you know men feel that if they are not controlling and it's not their fault that's how it's been forever yeah. so we're all I think grappling with and I think you have the modern woman the modern man is still you know we're all still evolving but I think the modern man is grappling mm. right on the one hand there is this expectation to be an equalist and on the other there is this expectation to be man the way you believe men should be and those two are not quite aligning mm. mm -hmm. so I think it's it's uh, it's very interesting yeah no it is it is the same I have a team of about 160 people most of them are women wow. we are just four guys and really? most of our <laughs> most of our internal issues are that right because our team they they, they earn well yeah they, they work hard they earn really really well so a lot of them are earning way more than their husbands mm. and we face those issues they come up I'm to me sure. like you know we have two possible divorces happening in mm. our team because of that one issue right so we also try to counsel them that listen the man has to learn how to handle it yeah you know they have to learn it's a new situation mm. for them mm. till one point in their life they were in control yeah. now all of yeah. a sudden the girls earning more money mm. so men also have to be trained and taught how to you know kind of do it yeah, yeah. you know it yeah there's a shift in power but it can be done the right way it can be channeled the right way yeah. so these are real problems that you speak about mm. i want to go back to the point where you spoke about that you know about your body did you always dislike your body i'm taking away the hate part yeah, of it yeah. yeah did you always dislike your body or was it when you when people started like you know pointing out or comparing yeah I think uh, you know I I grew up a chubby child mm -hmm. and I was happy I was oblivious to what the world thought of me but obviously when you step out into the real world uh, in school also people would call me you know names very cutely to suggest that I was a chubby girl and okay. um, I didn't like that even then mm -hmm. you know it is because it's some sort of labeling and it makes you feel like you know there are jokes that people make at your expense but I have to say they were never nasty but even if when they're not nasty you know it affects you mm -hmm. but I think primarily because my mother had this fear that I was a chubby girl she had so I think she was trying to constantly um, you know make me do things to lose weight because she grew up a big girl you know mm -hmm. she was a big girl always and um, I think she was scared about the fact that I would be judged mm. like her. You know, I think parents are always worried for their course, children yeah. in that sense. And I see that today. Mm -hmm. Previously, I used to be very angry with my mom. And I used to feel like, you know, why, why did she make me go through exercise regimens? Or why did she make me diet so early in life? But that's because I think she was worried for me. Yeah. So I think I grew up disliking 
and I'd say hating my body okay. mm-hmm. for the longest time. And uh, which is why I think I, I developed hormonal issues very early in life because it was rejection of the body. Yes. And it's just, um, you know, it's taken me a lot of work to reach a stage where I'm saying, okay, this is because, um, you know, I have people telling me, Luke, that, oh, um, you must not be exercising now. If only they knew that I love exercising yeah. and I'm very consistent with it and not because of anything else but because I love it yeah. but for whatever reason you know I, I don't have uh, the quintessential heroine body uh, I, I've not been able to figure that out because there have there have been very frustrating periods when I've been like but I'm putting in all the, the effort yeah. and I'm not seeing the results I've been through that time and again but I think with as time I'm 44 now I think this journey started this journey of acceptance started around the time that I was maybe 30 31 mm-hmm. and it's only been getting better I've, I have more good days than bad and when I say more good days than bad more days when I feel like you know I'm doing my best and that's fine yeah you know I'm feeling great I'm looking great do you feel the change started happening after you stopped resisting and you started accepting? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, Luke, I would be like, this is my frame. Yeah. Also, for whatever reason, there are certain challenges I've faced and uh, I was fighting them. I was like, why can't I be another body? Mm-hmm. So, and also somewhere down the line, I realized that this is the body that's keeping me alive. The day the body stops working, yeah. I won't be here. So instead of giving gratitude, I'm constantly saying you are not what I want you to be. Yeah. You know, I want you to be something else. I want you to be someone else. It doesn't work like that. So obviously, even if someone had to tell me that, right, I would, I would hate that person. So my body was constantly, I think, also reacting in ways, trying to tell me that, listen, you know, it was having its own reactions. Right. And I'm only saying this because today I also feel that I'm not my body alone. I am, my body is one of the things that make me me. But I think, um, you know, it's it's tough. Look, for most people, you know, when I tell them that I, I've met people of all shapes and sizes and appreciated them equally when I like someone or the way they're dressed or I appreciate them and then, you know, invariably women who are big, they'll turn around and say, but you know, mera na weight hi losing hota hai. And I'm like, but aap itne achhe lagte ho, kya farak padta hai? Mm-hmm. You right. know, aur aap kya kya kar rahe ho life mein? Look at all that also, na? I'm not saying this or the other. But for whatever reason, it's also, I think, I think also you find it difficult to lose weight when and correct me if I'm wrong, when you feel unsafe. Absolutely. It's the body's way of keeping body fat to keep you secure. It's absolutely psychosomatic, psychological at every level. And a lot of women who feel unsafe because of various reasons. Some are in an unsafe environment. Some people have their own insecurities. The fear of being judged. All of that can lead to that. Like like I feel that uh, this became a real challenge after I became an actor. You know, mm. when I put myself in a very public position is when I think this became even tougher. Yeah. 
how did you overcome that? I mean, yeah. it must have been a tough journey and tough journey, yeah. and uh, you know, gone through crazy exercise routines yeah. and diets and all that until we met. Yeah. And I was so grateful that someone actually turned around and told me that stop all that you're doing. And I I remember you telling me that I was working out like a beast in the gym, and you said I want you to stop that. Just try walking for half an hour in the house. And I was like, you know, what's he saying? <laughs> I'm sorry, but <laughs> I, I I found it unbelievable. But I think because I showed my body compassion, Passion, yeah. my body started responding beautifully. And it's not just about uh, the number on the scale, right? It was how I started feeling. And I think it's also my relationship with food has improved so much. Previously, there used to be so much fear. We've spoken about that yeah. also. Fear about eating I used to tell people that it was one of those things where I felt that whatever I ate or drank, it would affect me adversely. There was no faith at all in my body. I think all that started changing. But I'll forever be grateful to you for allowing me to show my body compassion. You know, and these are not fancy terms or anything. I... The, I genuinely feel that that's what I did in that time. That, but I'm happy you listened because that was the only thing you were yeah. beating yourself up too hard. Yeah, too and I felt sometimes give the body its space to do what it needs to do. Yeah, so I'm really happy that you listened, and I'm happy that it worked. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. Just trying that out, but I'm happy that that worked. Yeah, and um, yeah. it's it's it is up and down, but that's about life, right? So, Vidya, you know, I think I want to break this myth as well of. You know, a body being a particular size. Yeah, there are tick marks. I'm not trying to be saintly about the whole thing. Like you said, men expect, you know, not all men, but a lot of men expect bodies, women's bodies are objectified. All of that is true. But I'm studying longevity right now, mm. only because it's become such a fad and people right. are popping supplements and I want the truth out there. So when I look at patients of Mars or people who are 97, 98, 99, 101, 102, can you imagine what kind of bodies they have? Mm normal regular bodies mm -hmm. forget about size zeros not even size yeah. they have a nice cushioning of fat mm. the men have lost muscle mass like any elderly gentleman right. ages and stuff like that 102 mentally fit wow. physically fit and it just comes down to the fact that we also think that if a body looks a particular way you're fit yeah. But it isn't true. Look at all the amount of fit, extremely fit men and women just dying. Yeah, there are exactly. several reasons. But just think about that. And when I sit down to interview each of these people who are living 90s, because they're walking the talk. Mm. I, I want to know what they say, not what science says. Mm -hmm. Because by the time that science is proved, we want to know what's right yeah, or wrong. Yeah, yeah. They have simple diets. They're happy people. They've learned to accept mm. themselves. It doesn't mean they've had a tough life. They've also gone through a lot, but they finally learned this is what I have yeah. and what you said. Let me just do my best. That's how they've got through struggles yeah. in their lives. They're living the longest because they're happy in here and they accept the body that keeps us alive. Just yeah. imagine we're rejecting ourselves every day, but then we want acceptance from society yeah. or from someone to love us. But even if they love us, we can't ever feel it because in our mind, we've just rejected our own selves. Oh, absolutely. So the whole body type, I think the whole acceptance part of yours, what I want to also couple it with is because there are a lot of people out there, men, women, young girls, boys, are, oh, I'm like this, I vape, smoke, I accept my body. No, mm. but you're not doing your best. You can do better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I like about what you said is you're doing your best and that's all you can do. Yeah. There's nothing else you can do. And it's because of your acceptance, I also believe a lot of your confidence and grace and everything, that natural look 
comes out because of that right. acceptance. But I didn't know about the journey right. that you've been through. And I really am grateful for your honesty because that's what we want people to know. Everyone's struggling. No, Everyone absolutely. is struggling in yeah. some way or the other. And the, the, you know, I also like your honesty and the answer that how can you tell someone to empower themselves when it's a personal journey? Right. But I think whatever you've shared will give people a starting point on, hey, this is me and this is how right. I want to live my life. Yeah, because it's just one life, one body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't have the luxury of getting the body you want. <laughs> yeah. And this is a body that's keeping you alive. That realization, Luke, that this is a body that's keeping me alive, made me start feeling grateful for the body I have. That's and like amazing. I said, I yeah. enjoy my workouts. I enjoy eating healthy. I have indulgences. I love sweets. Mm -hmm. So when I indulge, I indulge. Yeah. But... Also lifestyle, right? Over the years, sleeping earlier than I used to. I used to sleep at 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning. There are still people who don't believe that I get into bed at 10.30 now. <laughs> now How has that changed your life? Your change in sleep cycle? Energy levels. Energy levels yeah. Just. Um, and I sleep, touch wood, I sleep well. Yeah, and good. I sleep when I'm not working, I even sleep up to 8 o'clock. You know, so uh, because I work out a little later in the day. Yeah. But... I'm, I also love my sleep, you know, so it's mm -hmm. not like there are people who tell me, but you should wake up and see the sunrise. And I'm like, I'm not one of those people that also I've accepted. Yeah. But I'll do, I'll have the right amount of water. Mm -hmm. I love having water because it just, I also tend to sweat a lot. So it makes me feel replenished all mm -hmm. the time. And prayer, a positive attitude, all of this has just helped me. Has I think I've been getting healthier with each passing year and that to me is invaluable and that's what you're feeling inside as and well. that's what i'm feeling i think yeah. everyone who's been on this journey with me you know of course my loved ones but also all the people i've consulted and most importantly i'd like to mention you and shimply i think thank you um have contributed in such a big way to me becoming healthier today that is my focus and that's the right goal to have Absolutely the right goal. You spoke about your healer and you yeah. speak to her wherever she is in the world. And uh, what's one of your most powerful techniques that you've used that she's taught you to overcome the way you feel? If it's uncertainty or chaos in your mind, what works for you? What's that one powerful technique that you go back to to feel better? To feel better, um, I keep asking myself, how can this get any better? Mm. And you repeat that a few times and suddenly you'll begin to see the light through that crack in the wall. You know, just just that. How can this get any better? Mm, that's you know, when you're having yeah. the worst day, when you're in the worst possible situation, or it does not have to be the worst, even in a bad situation, or you're just, how can this get any better? And I'm telling you, it changes. It changes the way you suddenly look at the situation, yeah. and therefore things begin to move differently. Energy, I've seen the energy within a room change when you ask that. I believe you because it's your perception, it's your mind. You're yeah. not resisting. You're not in a state of resistance, which now brings more suffering and negativity, but openness. I yeah. love this. And you know, yeah. sometimes it's so attached to our way of thinking. When you say, how can this get any better? I think sometimes what happens is it breaks those barriers in you being able to see other points of view. Mm -hmm. So and it's that, open. You have yeah. different perspectives coming in. Yeah. yeah. 
until then you're like no 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 you know i wanted this way resistance and then some yeah resistance yeah. so i think all of these things and yet i have to say that i'm not at a stage where um i apply this 100 out of 100 times but um because sometimes these situations still overwhelm you mm-hmm. but i have found this to be a very powerful affirmation i don't know whether it's an affirmation or or a suggestion yeah if you're mind. repeating it and yeah, suggesting yeah, yeah, it's an yeah, affirmation yeah 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 so it's a i think it's a very powerful suggestion and it works but sometimes you get overwhelmed yeah <laughs> and your mind won't even let you uh, but that's life right yeah, it's supposed yeah, to be yeah, that yeah, way yeah, yeah, everything yeah. was good absolutely yeah. yeah yeah so vidya i wanted to ask you you know if you're faced with adversity okay you told us how you handle it you told us how you accept what affirmations you use what's the advice you would give people based on your personal journey because life's full of ups and downs struggles across different age groups yeah. teenagers have their own set of problems people in their 20s 30s senior citizens have their own set of problems yeah. you know so what's your advice to people who are stuck in adversity or facing difficulties right now what advice would you have for them of course based on your own experience or something that you would want to share i think you know um a few things right for example if you're going through a tough time at work just show up yeah, showing up is half one. the battle yeah. one mm-hmm. and uh, that's what i've realized I, i remember walking onto a set the day after one of my films had flopped i was starting a new film uh not the very next day in a few days after that mm-hmm. but just show it, you know because those times you put in so much into a film and then a film hasn't worked and you're heartbroken but you cannot bring that energy onto this you just go there saying okay i'll do the best i can, can. Best I, can. i like that <laughs> you know yeah. that's one and then um i think nothing is permanent to know that you know yeah. and to seek help there should be no ego in seeking help i speak to my family a lot mm-hmm. uh, my parents my sister my brother in law of course siddharth yeah. <laughs> but you know i i think i i just share with them what i'm feeling and my healer that makes me feel better i pray a lot that works for me but uh, i also try i think discipline is something that over time i've realized that can see you through you know tough times yeah discipline i so, like that word yeah because at, at those times if like it's like showing up at work showing up for your workout being consistent with your sleep or your water and your food and your yeah. you know whatever it is just keep at it and if there are days when you're unable to do it when you're down and out don't be hard on yourself it's okay go through with that also i think acceptance will but seek help seek help there's no harm and you know whether it's from your own people or from professionals mm-hmm. whoever today there's help available yeah. you know uh, everywhere and i think we should make the most of it today we're all connected through social media and you know it's literally the world is accessible at the press of That's a button true. what makes you feel loved what what's your experience with love i mean i'm not just talking about relationships i'm talking about the energy of love you know i mean love comes in different degrees the love for a mother will be very different yeah. from the love for a partner for a child for a for a colleague you know what makes you feel loved i think when i feel love for myself mm-hmm. <laughs> i think i'm able to receive love from so others see, that's beautiful perfect that's amazing <laughs> so 
on the days when I'm not able to feel that love for myself, no matter how much love is showered upon me, you feel you're unworthy of it. Mm-hmm. We you energetically know? block it because yeah, of we, how we feel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. think uh, uh, that's the other thing. My This entire journey of loving and accepting myself um, has started with the body mm-hmm. about 13, 14 years ago. But I think it's helped me. It's so beautiful, right? Because uh, we spoke about how the body is such a large part of each of our identities. But just to be able to say, okay, like I said, today is not been a great day, but it's okay to yeah. accept it and to be able to move on. I uh, So I feel, I feel love. When I feel love for myself, I feel love all around me. <laughs> and I That's am beautiful. fortunate that I feel love for myself on most days. Um, and it's okay not to feel love on other days. <laughs> I, I, I love that. I think that's a great message to send out to people as well because nothing's permanent. Yeah. People expect love to be permanent, kindness to be, mm. we can wish yeah. that would be ideal. But it isn't that way and we have to learn how to deal with it. When the days are good, the days are bad. Yeah. No, I appreciate your honesty. You know, also, yeah. like there are days when I, I, I feel like I, I think I'm a giver. Mm-hmm. But there are days when I don't feel like giving to anyone. Previously, I used to judge that part of myself. Mm-hmm. Today, I don't. Yeah, so maybe your cup is half empty today. Yeah, and exactly. Once you fill it, you'll How be able to give again, right? It. Yeah, exactly. We can't always give. Then that's when we get into faking that we have to give or we put it as a responsibility yeah. and we burn out Yeah. eventually. And I, I think I used to be that person. You know, I felt like I have to give, 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 give. But, you know, also I think growing up, uh, big girl, I consciously don't use the word fat because I feel it has a very negative connotation. I hope someday we're just able to say fat and thin and uh, there's no judgment to it, yeah, you know. Yeah. But growing up a big girl, I think you feel the need to please people that much more because you feel innately that you're not worthy of Good anyone enough. liking yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, previously I used to be very hard on myself if I didn't feel like giving to someone. Whether it's love, attention, material, whatever. Yeah. But today I'm like, okay, tomorrow's another day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think that's perfect. So Vidya, if you had the whole world watching you right now, and I hope everyone watches this, the whole world, what advice would you give? What message? I don't want to I don't want you to give advice. What message would you want to give people out there? There are girls out there confused. There are boys out there confused. There are men confused. There are women confused. There are people in supposedly happy marriages but they're not happy because they're comparing they're confused i mean that's the real world we don't want to blame judge everyone has their path based on how life has treated them what would your message be to people out there of course it can be based on your own learnings your own journey what message would you want to give everyone knowing that everyone's watching just that uh, you get just this one life yeah you know uh, so make the most of it most importantly, um, love yourself because everything begins there. When you love yourself, you attract more love from every corner. You know, you begin to earn more money. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, I, I heard this um, uh, this conversation once between two people where they were talking about how, um, you know, 
we were talking about bodies and uh, then about acceptance and about uh, not being able to live your life fully and not earning enough money and um, something happened and I told her you know my healer once told me that when you love and accept yourself more and more and more you'll you'll see that you're able to receive the abundance that life has to offer including money because I said money because that that was a conversation we had and she said no no I accept myself completely and you know money still eludes me and I said then maybe you should revisit <laughs> very gently I didn't tell her but yeah. maybe you're not completely accepting yeah everything who you are. yeah yeah everything yeah. yeah yeah so I think it's just the most the easiest thing is to be yourself yeah you know just be authentic with your flaws your limitations your strengths there is just one of you so celebrate you while you're here I think that's amazing you know, when I watched A Star Is Born, Lady mm -hmm. Gaga's movie, mm -hmm. the first person I thought about was you. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a very similar kind of a journey and right. story and all of that stuff. Right. But that's the first time. That's one of my favorite movies. Yes, and I love that too. And I love the, the songs. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, mainly for the songs. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's beautiful. But I thought that was going to be my last question. But I need to ask you one more based on that. Love yourself. Okay. What are two or three ways you started loving yourself? Because love yourself also makes a lot of people yeah. very selfish. Yeah, yeah. And they get confused about it and everyone out, no, this is my life, this is me and stuff. So I'm very curious to know what are two or three things that you did to start loving yourself? Uh, started, so it doesn't happen overnight. It of takes course. time, yeah. of course, and it takes a lot of practice. Mm -hmm. I still I still think it's a, you know, probably, uh, yeah. what do they call that? Work in progress. Work in progress, yeah. So I think it's about... Um, just telling yourself that you are fine just the way you are because there's just one of you. No one, you know, there's no one else like you physically, mentally, emotionally, even given your DNA. Yeah. No one, your parents, your family, your experiences are all unique to you and that should be valued and appreciated and celebrated. How do you tell yourself? I it was very difficult for me initially to tell myself that I love and accept myself but I would actually keep saying those affirmations mm. and every time I said that Luke I came up with blocks it became even more difficult because your buttons get pushed right because you're saying what are you saying this is not true that's the answer that's the response you get because that's what you've always believed about yourself, yourself yeah. but the more you keep with it I think you will break through that barrier so Keep telling yourself, slowly it will become a belief. You cannot believe it overnight. But I think you need to practice the act of telling yourself that you love and accept yourself in every way. And, um, you know, there's, uh, in healing, there's a thing called EFT. I don't know. It's yeah, a tapping. Tapping technique, yeah. Which, suppose you had a headache. You said, I have a headache, but I love and accept myself anyway. Mm -hmm. Even though I have a headache, I love and accept myself anyway. And you realize that your headache actually, you know, reduces and then just disappears. So it's about, I think everything in life is this conflict between wanting to love and accept myself, uh, ourselves and not allowing ourselves to. Yeah. Because of all the baggage we carry of how unworthy we are. So just keep telling yourself this and it will slowly become a belief. Absolutely. You're converting a negative mindset or belief yeah. into a positive now. No, thank you, Vidya. This has been amazing. I could thank go on you. talking to you all evening. <laughs>
same but, here. No, I think I think I've taken so many messages from this, and I know these messages are going to hit everyone watching this as well. But I really appreciate your honesty. I mean, you're Thank so you. real from the time I met you the first time, and we started, you know, spending time and talking about stuff. You've always been so real, and that's why, honestly, I thought like you know, if there's any message that has to go out from a voice. It has to be yours. Oh, thank you. So, thank you so much. Thank this. you for this chat. I've enjoyed it, yeah. but also, like I said, thank you for touching so many people's lives. I'm yeah, not sure you. everyone knows of the work you do uh, beyond just helping people shed excess weight. Uh, he's helping people lead healthier, happier lives. He's helping people heal. And thank you, and God bless you and no. your team for that. Thank you so much, Vidya. Thank you. Thank you. Stay tuned for more. We're going to continue our journey, learning, sharing, and evolving.